And so how do we want to do this? I think we should just start the way we usually start. This is serendipity. Hey, hello. Hello, it's me. Uh, my name is Martin Johnson. And I'm Ann Hepperman. Hi. Thank you guys so much for um, agreeing to do this. I know you guys are really busy. Oh, sure. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, I'm going to send you the funniest uh-huh. Facebook update that I've ever done. Okay? Okay. Uh, it's two years ago. Mm-hmm. I never had such breakthrough in my journalistic career ever than this, what I'm going to post, or the old post that I sent you now, because I'll, I'll, I'll explain when you see it. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm sending it okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Can you read what it says? It says... The G-spot doesn't exist. There is not a spot. It is a fantasy. <laughs> and that's from the National <laughs> Swedish News. So do you believe the G-spot doesn't exist? The scientist says it doesn't exist. But we found there something which is much more complex. They are stimulated during the penetration of the vagina. <laughs> but do you believe it exists? Well, that's beside the point. I'm a journalist. I don't believe in things. I <laughs> present the news or I deliver the news. <laughs> All right. I will withhold my judgment on that one. The, the thing is that my Facebook account, my status updates are so boring because it's only work. Right. I'm not personal yeah. at all. I mean, Facebook does have this ability to kind of show like the interior life of like who we are and maybe who people are. But usually that window is just as boring as watching somebody's slideshow from a vacation, you know. But mm. for some reason, we're still fascinated by it. But this gets me to the piece that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about today because it is actually a piece that I would say makes the argument that Facebook could be interesting. Yeah. So this piece we're about to hear is called Status, and it's by... Bree uh, Williams. Oh, I'm James Rapaniak. <laughs> it's from a podcast called Getting On with James Urbaniak. Yeah, so I wrote the script for Status, and James produced and performed it. So will you tell me kind of what the story is about? Well, as much of my writing is birds of frustration, so this is a piece of frustration. But also, I think, very much about valuing human relationships. Mm. I guess the frustration of it is about how people have a tendency to use social media as an ego extension Mm. and are sort of projecting outwards all the time instead of actually connecting with people. So how is your, what's your Facebook feed like? Um, (laughs) it's it's an interesting question. Um, my Facebook feed is mostly filled with people I love. And then a lot of times they say things that make me angry but I love them anyway Hmm. James what about you my Facebook feed is ostensibly friends and family people I actually have a real life connection with I'm on Twitter as well but I consider that more of a public forum yeah so it's not just people I have a personal relationship with but I try to keep 
uh, Facebook private, but inevitably it becomes friends of friends of friends, and you meet someone socially at a party or something, and you you friend them on Facebook, but you really don't know them that well, and you never see them again, and then they show up on your feed, and you can't remember where you knew them from. So I experienced that, where I'm kind of, why am I following this person? <laughs> This is my personal space. It is mine. It is a place for me to share my beliefs, my opinions, my thoughts. I own this space. It is not public. It's not for you. I share it with you, yes, but it is personal. All I am asking is that you please be respectful of my space. It's a lot like my house or my car. If you're riding in my car, please do not turn on the heater without asking me. I'm driving. I need the cold night air on my face to drive alertly. It's two in the morning. I need to stay alert. Do you want to die? No? Then put on a sweater. Please do not change the radio station. Do you even know how entitled that shit is? I'm giving you a ride. I only had three drinks tonight so that I could get us home safely because you don't even own a car. We will listen to KXLU because I think the college DJs are hilarious. I like to hear them say hilarious, dumbass, college kid hipster shit. Like I'm feeling things, you know, just going through life, feeling emotions. I'm a person, Wow. Or isn't toast weird? I had toast today, and it was pretty mind-blowing. It's entertaining. It helps me drive. This is my car. If you don't like the temperature or the things I listen to, surely you can find another ride. Similarly, if you don't like what I post here, please do us both a favor and just unfriend me. Don't comment about how you think it's stupid. Don't pick a fight with one of my friends that you don't even know. Don't make some jokey comment about something I'm clearly serious about. And if I'm making a joke, don't like someone else's joke comment without liking my original joke. That shit is fucked up. It's not polite. If you find yourself doing that shit, please unfriend me. You are a rude person. If you disagree with something I feel strongly about, even if you don't comment on it or vocalize it, please unfriend me. The issue is too important for me to sustain dissenters in my life. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, please unfriend me. If you don't read the news, please unfriend me. If you believe something that is obviously and scientifically untrue, please unfriend me. It's nothing personal. I just can't handle idiots in my life right now. It's called being an adult. It's called taking responsibility for your own life and the people that populate it. If you have a strong opinion that is the opposite of my opinion, that's perfectly fine. But please, just save us the heartache and annoyance and unfriend me now. We can agree to disagree. We can agree that we no longer need to be in each other's lives. Take some initiative. Set us both free. I am not trying to censor you. Your thoughts just have no place in my posts or the modern world at large. That's all I'm trying to say. I completely respect you as a person. 
You are making the world a worse place. If I post about how much I love Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in Nightcrawler and how it was the ultimate Oscars snub of the year, don't use that as an opportunity to breeze through and comment about how you thought he was just okay. How is that constructive? Don't scatter your opinions around my page like breadcrumbs. I'll tell you right now, you can't use that shit to find your way back into my friends list. Don't say some lame-ass troll shit and then claim that I'm unwilling to engage in debate. There's a difference between respectful debate and being an asshole. I know the difference. You know the difference. Don't pretend that you don't. Don't be an asshole. You're being an asshole. I don't want to be friends with an asshole. You probably think I'm an asshole too, so do us both a favor. Win-win. What I really want to know is, why are you even in my life in the first place? Did I friend request you? Did you request me? How are you even here? I don't even remember. Who even are you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember. We met in line at a film festival and spoke one time. We met on OkCupid okay and weren't into each other but didn't dislike each other. You're a friend of a friend I met at a party. You're in a band I like. You're a stranger from the Internet that liked a podcast episode that I wrote, and I liked that you liked me, so I accepted your request. I never liked you as a person, but thought you could further my career. You're my former employer, former co-worker, former classmate that I never really hung out with even back then. You're my friend's ex-girlfriend, and you broke up like five years ago. You're my mom's friend. You're my friend's mom. You're someone I grew up with that I no longer have anything in common with. You saved my life once. I don't even know you that well, but we were all swimming at the beach, and I got caught in a current, and you saved me from drowning. And didn't even make a big deal about it. But honestly, we barely even hung out again after that. You lived next door to my grandparents, and we were in love for an entire summer. Till your mom made us break up after she caught us kissing while watching Scooby-Doo. My grandparents moved away, and that was that. I've never even messaged you directly as an adult. You went to prom with me, though someone you liked more asked you later on, because you had said yes to me first, and you knew how much I liked you, and you're a nice person like that always been a nice person. You seem happy now. Your views on gun control are apparent. We were childhood best friends. We watched our first porn together and felt really weird about it. We got bullied together, so it didn't seem that bad. We put a snake in one of the freshman cheerleader's hoodies and she cried and we felt terrible about it afterwards. We got high in the cemetery on Halloween and sat up in the trees, freaking each other out till one of us fell and got hurt, and we laughed so hard that one of us threw up. I don't even remember who did which now. I had a crush on you for years and never told you, and it was torture. 
When we hung out, you would tell me about all the other people you had crushes on and ask for advice. I gave you bad advice on purpose. You never like any of the important life events that I post, even though I know you're online and you can see them. You crashed my high school graduation party, and we randomly became really close after that. Your family had money, and we would drive around in a borrowed convertible and get root beer floats, and I would skip work at my pizza parlor job, and we kissed once, or maybe we didn't, but we wanted to. Where do you even live now? You're constantly posting stuff in another language. You post things like a bunch of kanji with an image of the Pink Panther dancing? How am I supposed to understand you now? We got pregnant. It was a disaster. We got past it. You got into weird religious stuff. I watched the same movie over and over with you after you had brain surgery because you kept forgetting what movie we just watched. I didn't have the heart to tell you. I just wanted you to be happy. You stayed calm when I had my first asthma attack, and I'd never felt closer to death, and I'd never felt closer to anyone in my life, and I loved you so much in that moment that I burst into tears after I could breathe again. You came out to me before you came out to anyone else. You taught me how to play guitar. You taught me how to drive stick. We had a Ouija board experience once. Neither of us will ever tell anyone else about it. We had mind-alteringly good sex for months. It changed the way I look at sex. You taught me how to ride a bike. You taught me how to read. You taught me I deserve to be happy. I helped you get sober. You proposed to me. We traveled around Canada together. We laughed about how jelly donuts are called jam busters there. We saw a pawn shop burn to the ground one night on East Hastings Street. You were my 10th grade algebra teacher. You introduced me to the clash and made me like math for the first time. You're one of my biggest heroes. I can't even believe the things you've been through. I'm one of your biggest heroes. I'll never realize it. You're my first mentor. I wrote you a poem once. I got angry at you and we didn't speak for two years, but it wasn't your fault. You're my best friend. You're my oldest friend. We watch Mad Men on Sundays. You're my 16-year-old cousin. I stood up at your wedding. You're the doctor who delivered me. You're my partner in crime. You're my role model. You're my sister. You're my mom. I loved you. I love you. What I'm trying to say is, who the fuck even are you? We have nothing in common. What happened to you? You clearly have a problem with me. You don't respect what I'm about. You're a hater. You're a troll. I don't have to take that shit. I'm an adult. I'm a grown-up. Today is a new day. I have complete control over my own life and who I choose to surround myself with. I don't need weak links in my chain. I'm building a strong tomorrow. I'm taking a stance. I'm changing things here and now. I'm finally ready to take the necessary steps to ensure that I am no longer associating with those who are hell-bent on destroying my identity and sabotaging my happiness and openly disagreeing with my opinions. I'm finally ready to ask you, respectfully, to stop being my friend. Please.
Why won't you stop? Why are you still here? The fact that you refuse to unfriend me is a direct insult. It's a slap in the face. It's an act of war. Haven't you done enough? You have 24 hours to comply. Please. Leave. Why won't you leave? Did you not hear me? I no longer want you in my life. Stop talking to me. I don't want to engage in discussion about it. Please stop wasting my time. Block me. Unfriend me. Please. Can we please just move on? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm fucking waiting. I wonder if it's like a deep-seated desire to communicate or a deep-seated desire for recognition. That's the struggle. I mean, yeah, it's between those two things. Mm -hmm. But then I guess every kind of social interaction or any kind of interaction is like trying to recognize like and like putting it out there like, I exist. I'm meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Or indeed any endeavor, certainly any artistic endeavor walks that line Mm -hmm. between having something to say and also, I guess, just the pleasure of saying it mm-hmm. and the pleasure mm-hmm. of being recognized. That's, I think, even the most humble writer or artist still has a frisson of pleasure when <laughs> somebody praises their work or, you know. But I mean, the, I, lead, I tend to lead with the idea that it's about a community and it's about, you know, that community communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it just made me think, like, I think Donald Trump is just trying to reach out and create community. Like, what if that's all he's trying to do? <laughs> My final uh, most serious question, would you guys friend me on Facebook? Would you guys accept my friend request? <laughs> By all means. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? Right. I just want to do the credits really quickly in like two minutes. The credits? Yeah. Can we do the credits? Have, yeah. <laughs> Please. We've already set the credits, haven't we? Like in the la- later episodes. No. In the episodes already No, because heard. we have to talk about all this stuff. We want people to like do the very, very short, short stories contest. And oh, we want them. Oh, you mean the news. You mean the news. Yeah. Yes. Credits yeah. and news. <laughs> right? Yeah. And. It's time to tell the news. Right, we have a new fancy, fancy new website. So go to the com and check it out. All kinds of amazing news. And we hope that everybody listening to this are thousands of listeners. And yes, there are thousands of listeners. Um, we'll all participate in our very, very short, short stories contest, which is awesome. You can make your own fiction in three minutes, and then it'll appear on the podcast, The, the Organist, and you'll get money and art and <laughs> equipment. <laughs> like, it's an embarrassment of riches of what you can win with this very, very short, short stories contest. Um, okay, so now do the credits. Okay. You've been listening to uh, Serendipity, a podcast by... Mm-hmm. Ann Hepperman. 
and Martin Johnson. It is an initiative of Sarah Lawrence College and is supported by KCRW's Independent Producer Project. And the piece that was featured today on this episode is called Status by the amazing Brie Wilson and James Urbaniak. And from the podcast, Getting On with James Urbaniak. And uh, follow us on social media, on the things, on the social media things, on the Twitter, (laughs) on the Facebook that we've just been talking about. Yeah. And send us a postcards. Send us postcards. The address is on the new website. And we will love you forever. We might even send you a special audio thanks for the person who sent the postcard. (laughs) Okay. That's a promise. see what happens. Does this feel okay, Anne? We're done. Are we done? Yeah? Good. Yeah, we're really done. Yeah. You can get off the phone now. Do you know what we're going to do now? I'm going to do a clap Mm. like they do in the film recordings. And you can hear the clap on my side. And then you can have your clap on your Mm -hmm. side. And then you can just sync this up beautifully. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. (gasps) Okay. One. Yeah, if you want to be that extreme about it. It's not that hard to sync it up. But go for it. Three.